Thank you, Jesus. Let's go to the Lord in prayer together. Oh, Lord God, we just thank you. We just thank you, Lord God, for this morning, Lord, for your presence here. And, Lord God, we just thank you, Lord, that we've been able to come in here and sing about your blood, Jesus. Oh, your blood, Lord. Father God, your blood, Jesus, your blood that made a way to Father. And I love that song where it says that it tells of the Father's heart. Because you long for us, Lord. And you made this wonderful way for us to come by the blood of Jesus. And Lord, we just thank you for your blood. Your blood this morning, Lord, that forgives us and cleanses us and redeems us. Yes. That heals us, Lord. Oh, but Lord, how your blood makes a way. And how you're desiring intimacy, how you're desiring a relationship, Lord, with us. And, Lord God, we just thank you this morning for that blood, that blood of Jesus that's made the way yes. that we can come to you, Lord, that we can, we can lay ourselves before you, Lord. And, Lord God, that you know everything, Lord. You know every hurt. You know every problem. You know every circumstance, Lord. And that you're making a way, Lord. Oh, that your blood makes a way, Lord. And we just thank you this morning, Lord. We're humble, Lord. Oh, we're humble, Lord, that you did it for us, Lord. Oh, that your blood has made this beautiful way for us. And so we come, Lord. We come and we say, Father, we love you. And we long for you. And we thank you, Lord, that your desire is for us. And we declare this morning that our desire is for you, Lord. So come and have your way in our lives, Lord. Oh, come and have your way in our hearts, Lord. We long for you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You may be seated. power in the blood of Jesus. Jesus paid it all. Lord, show us how to come into that, how to access your blood, Lord, and to learn to repent and come by that blood. I can't help but think about Wednesday night and how when we say that we have no sin, that we make God a liar. Be careful not to think, be careful not to think that you're perfect and that you're doing everything right. But that to acknowledge your sin and confess it, then he is faithful to cleanse you and to forgive you. When you confess your sin, then he is faithful. Then he is faithful to cleanse and to forgive. I believe that that is one way that we access the blood of Jesus is by confessing and by repenting. Because the benefits of the blood comes when we confess and repent. Do you see that? The benefits of the blood, which is the cleansing, the cleansing of our sin. That's what the blood of Jesus did, right? Don't don't let me lose you. And the blood of Jesus is something to be... um, 
I, I don't want to say you need to stand up and just scream, but you need to be um, aware and, and uh, this is going to sound teachy, but attentive. The blood of Jesus is the pathway to the Father. It is the, it is the only way to, to forgiveness and the cleansing of our sin. So how do, we, how do we access the blood? And this is not my sermon this morning, but I feel the Lord saying one way to access my blood is to come to me and to confess your sin to me. And to repent. Because then the blood kicks in. Then he is faithful and just to forgive and to cleanse us. Amen. Repentance is not easy. Well, it, it's, it, it's, it's a dying to yourself, but it, in a sense it is easy. You just have to go to God and just say it. I give it to you, Lord. And I do come because the blood is... Well, it, it, this is my this is my this is my promise. This is your gift that you gave at Christmas. Now it's time we access that gift, and it is for our benefit. It's for it's it's for me. He did it for me. Amen. There's no reason to walk around with the stuff that we've got. We've been talking about in the last few weeks, the last since last week is letting God heal your hidden wounds. Letting God heal those things that are down deep in you. What are hidden wounds? They are these things from your past. They're not physical wounds, but they're hit, they're, they're these hidden wounds. Uh, my daughter got, got hurt this week. Um, she got a hangnail and didn't address it. We didn't take care of it, forgot to take care of it, and it just started hurting and hurting and hurting so bad until Elizabeth finally went and clipped it my daughter went and took a shower, came back and couldn't figure out which hand it was on. She had put some medicine on it, clipped it, and next thing you know, it was gone. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't really care how you look at it. That's a miracle. God has made us so that, so that we heal when we take care of things. Same things down in here. If we keep covering it up and covering it up and covering it up, it's just going to stay there and fester and get infected and get ugly and get nasty. But if we'll allow the Lord to do a little clip on us, put a little medicine on it, we're going to turn around and it's not even going to be there. What was that that was hurting me? Oh, I kind of remember that, but that doesn't hurt at all anymore. Can you imagine going to, again, I've said this last week, going to Christmas and it not being a hurtful time? You may not can imagine that. You know, I've got people around me that, that so many bad things have been happening that they don't really think that God can work it out. That's real. I'm not saying that they're less of a person, that they're just missing it. No, sometimes we just think our things are so big that God can't do it. God can't change this person's heart. You know, in the back of my mind, maybe a miracle can happen, but I really just don't. The good thing is it doesn't really matter where you are. If you will give it to him, let him do his thing. I believe if even if you give it to him as a skeptic, when you give it to him and truly give it to him, he will do his work. You know, God's faithful whether I believe it or not. The blood of Jesus will provide whether I believe what it does or not. I, I've preached before that even though there are blessings in here, maybe I don't. Maybe you don't know every blessing. doesn't matter. When you line up with God, you get those blessings. Whether you know them or not. It's not one of those things where, oh, if I didn't know I had financial blessing, I'm not going to get it. Until I know it, then I get it. Does, does that make sense? 
Have I lost you? I, I will bless my children in the, in the way that I'm able to bless them, whether they know how I can bless them or not. I feel like either I'm not communicating well or you're not getting it. You don't have to know everything in here to get everything. The thing is, is that we've got to give it to him. Now, today, today is going to have the tendency of being, being a little, uh, hit, hitting a sore. Have you ever hit a, a sore spot? Have you ever been at, at Christmas and you hit a nerve with somebody? What I'm wanting to deal with today is your nerve. Oh, no. Don't touch my nerve. That's what we want to do. God wants to heal that nerve. Have you ever had a root canal? Ooh, I heard a big whoa. You know, when they're done, that pain's gone. He deals with the root. It hurts like mad to have it done. But when he's done, it's gone. Amen? God's wanting to do a root canal on you today. <laughs> oh, it's a church for a root canal. Boy, I'll really look forward to coming back next week. <laughs> Have you ever had a root canal that didn't quite take? God doesn't do that. God gets it. When we lay on that seat and allow him to do operation, he gets it. That's a good picture. Give me happy gas, God. <laughs> Last week, we saw that God is wanting to, wanting to heal those hurts. It is his desire to heal those hurts. What a good father that desires to heal his children. We saw last week that, that the scripture reveals God as Jehovah Rophi. Jehovah Rophi, the Lord my healer. God is a healer and he is ready to heal you. The first step we saw last week in dealing with your hurt is dealing with your pain, revealing your hurt. You know what? Your hurt is real. Quit acting like it's not real or that it's not there. It's just something you're just making up, and we just need to believe in faith it's not there. No, it's there. No one is saying that that hurt's not real. It is real. You know how real it is to you. Amen? It's real. You're never going to get well until you face your feelings. The Bible talks about stuffing it down deep. We saw this last week. I'm going to do just a little bit of review. It says, I kept very silent, but I became even more upset. I became very angry inside. And as I thought about it, my anger burned. You know what? You can make it about six months, maybe nine months, not worrying about your family because you don't ever have to see them. But when October rolls around and you're having to get out your Christmas list, you start thinking about it again. And the more you think about it, the bigger it gets and the worse it gets. And it probably becomes a bigger problem every year. You ever noticed how it's kind of like the fish story? Your fish that you caught was actually this big, but in the next year it's this big, the next year it's this big, the next year it's, man, that's a, that's a big sucker. And it was this. But in your dwelling on it, it has grown. We learned that in the process of healing, we have to learn to be honest with three people. First, you got to be honest with yourself. That's what we were talking about, revealing your pain. You know what? This is real. 
Let's write it down in a little journal. This is real, and it's time that we take care of this. The second person is you've got to be honest with God. You know, God was with you when it happened. He knows the story clearly, and he knows you're hurt, and he is ready to deal with it. Sometimes you've just got to say, God, this hurts. It just hurts. And you know what? Sitting on daddy's knee and telling him it hurts, you know how he responds, I love you. And thank you for coming and telling me about it. You know how happy a daddy is when a, when a child comes and tells them their problem? You know, there comes a time where a child doesn't want to come and tell. And how happy I am when my children will come and say, this is really bothering me. You know, I, where, my kids are getting to that age where it's, I'm going to have to fight with them to talk to me. It's not their job, it's mine. They're going to try to pull away. It's my job to not let them. And I'm going to have to work at it. Am I going to be great at it? I hope so. I hope so. But I think it's going to be a fight. And I want them to talk to me. Think of how long it's been since you've talked to God and how much he is desiring for you to tell him. Think about how much you're desiring for your child to just be honest with you. How much you desire that the same way the father desires for you just to come. I can take care of this. Just come to me. Can you get that picture? You know, this is Christmas time. It's one of the sweetest times when my children just get in my lap and just say, Daddy, I just love you. It's not because I'm giving them presents. It's because we're thinking about family. Daddy, I just want to tell you I love you. You know what? I'm ready to give you everything I got. It's all it takes. I love you. But then finally... I would recommend that you talk to at least one person that you trust. There's something about letting go, having somebody you can confide in. It says in Job 18.4, it says, You are only hurting yourself with your anger. You're only hurting yourself. You're not hurting the person that's, that's hurt you. You're hurting yourself. Now, step two. Here we go. Are you ready? Amen. Forgive. Forgive. Pastor, you've taught on this probably ten times since you've been here. It's probably I probably need to teach on it twice as much as I already am. The Lord's speaking to you. They were saying, forgive, forgive, forgive. Not that they weren't, but this is where we live, church. This is where our problems are, is right here. In forgiveness, forgive or release those that have hurt you. You can't get well as long as you are harboring resentment. For your own sake, you've got to let go of the right to get even. For your own sake. You know, we talked last week about how we have only so much emotional energy. And we're tired all the time because we allow these bitternesses and these unforgivenesses to occupy our energy. That's where we spend it all. We only have so much energy. One of the most decisions that we, one of the most difficult decisions that we've got to decide is, do I want to get well or do I want to get even? You can't do both. You got to decide. Do you want to get well? You know, that's a good that's a good thing to ask. Do you want to get well? Some people hang on to their hurt because it's a crutch. 
They don't want to let go of it. It sounds backwards, but it's comfort to them to go to that hurt. And if you're not willing to get real with yourself and say, yes, I'm ready to get well. You're not going to. You know, you've got to decide. You've got to make a decision. Do you want to get well? I want to get well. I want to get well. Lord, I want to just say it. I want to get well. We've all got these hurts. I want to get well. Maybe in my subconscious I don't really mean it, but I'm speaking it with my mouth and there's power in the spoken word. Sometimes when I don't even mean it, but I say it, it's getting spoken into existence. It might take me three or four times to hear it, but I want to get well. That no good person that hurt me, I'm going to forgive them and I'm probably going to have to forgive them a hundred times today until I have to forgive them 99 times the next time and until it goes away. But my calling is, is to forgive. Do I want to get well? Let me give you a secret. Getting even won't remove the pain. Some of us have done that. I am a, I, I'll be honest with you. I have a revengeful side that wants to react. And that's not of God. We're going to see in a minute that God says, I'll take revenge, not you. Getting even won't take away your pain. You've been able to get back at that person that hurt you. You know it doesn't solve the problem because the pain is still there. There's only one way, and that's forgiveness. But maybe you say, that person doesn't deserve to be forgiven. You're right. Neither do you. Neither do you. Neither do you deserve to be forgiven, but God has forgiven you. I'm not saying to forgive them because they deserve it. I'm saying to forgive them for your sake. For your benefit. You are the beneficiary of forgiveness. Okay? You can't get on with your life if you're stuck in the past. As long as you hold on to resentment, you are stuck. The person is still controlling your life in the present, even though they've been out of your life for years. Do you know that by hanging on to for unforgiveness, that person is allowing to, you are allowing that person to have control over your life. You're giving them more power over you by not doing it. Elizabeth and I had a situation where we're having to kind of, we, we had forgiven a, an, an area and then it wants to come back up. Not by us. It came back up from the party that had hurt us. And all of a sudden we're wanting to pick it back up. And you know what, this is, this is probably going to sound kind of rough, but they're not worth picking it back up. Get, get me right, they're not worth my family and my life and my prayers not being answered. They're not worth me doing that. As much as I love those people and I have forgiven those those people or that situation, they're not worth it. Who can I pick out? Stephen, you're not worth me carrying unforgiveness. It's just going to hurt me. It's not going to hurt you at all. It's just going to hurt me. I'm picking out my staff. Same thing with Zach. It's not. You're not worth it. That sounds rough. God, God says you are worth it to, to forgive you. 
But for it to be on me, it's going to ruin my life if I carry unforgiveness. And I can't do it. I'm not forgiving you for your sake. I'm doing it for my sake. Is that selfish? Why do you keep looking at him? Let's look at you for another minute. And I'm not worth you carrying unforgiveness toward me. Hurting your family and your children. And you you know what? Because when daddy's holding unforgiveness, it affects the whole family. When mama's holding unforgiveness, it affects the whole family. Now, I love you. Don't get me wrong. You have tremendous value. You are perfectly and wonderfully made in God's eyes. So I'm not trying to devalue you. But I'm not going to let you affect my life because I'm going to choose to carry unforgiveness. Nope, for my benefit, I'm going to forgive you, even though you're not deserving of forgiveness. Can we follow this? The person that's hurt you, you've, you've been snarling at your whole life for years, five years, ten years, however long. They're not worth you doing that. Let go of it. Get rid of it. God says if you don't forgive them, he's not going to forgive you. I need forgiveness like nobody's business. I can't tell you how much I need forgiveness. Well, do I want forgiveness? Then I've got to forgive. Let let that happen in here. God says to come to him like a child. Listen to that. They are giving everything they've got. Forgiveness. In 1999, Time Magazine did an article saying, should all be forgiven? You can go to their website and find the, I was able to find the, uh, the, the cover. And it said on the headline, giving up that grudge can be good for your health. Researchers are pioneering a new science of redemption based on the old form of grace. Duh. Even the world can see that bitterness and unforgiveness is a pathway of destruction. You have have been hurting. You have been hurting for so long. And you are allowing that person that has done this, this terrible thing to you to allow you to remain hurt. And you don't have to. You can give it up. When we forgive, we give up our right to give it get even. Not because they deserve it, but because you want to get on with your life. Romans twelve seventeen says, Never pay back evil for evil. Never avenge yourselves. Leave that to God. For He has said that He will repay those who deserve it. The reason we get in such a mess is we forget this. We forget that God saw all the hurt. We forget that we think that we have to take matters into our own hands, that it's our duty to settle the score. It's not. God says, I will settle the score. Let Jesus settle the score. Let Jesus balance your books. He saw what was happening. He saw it clearly. He knows how to handle it clearly. Either you can spend the rest of your life trying to do it, or you can let God do it right now. Look at this right here, Psalm 56, 8. It says, you, God, have kept a record of my tears. 
He knows of every tear that you've shed. And more so than that, some people that think you're tough and you don't cry very much, He knows when you've hurt. He knows when you've hurt. He knows the tears that you've shed over your marriage, over your children, over your parents, over your friends, over your childhood. He knows. He knows. And He's ready to help you. He's ready to help you. Every time you felt injustice, every time you felt rejection, God has kept a record. He know He is going to settle the score one day because God is a God of justice. Nothing has ever slipped His watchful eye. Sometimes we hold on to resentment because we think, I have to remember this because they're, if I don't remember this, they're going to get away with it. And I don't want to let them get away with it. You think somehow by holding on to this, you're going to hurt them. You're only hurting yourself. You think you've got to hold on to it so it won't ever be forgotten. Because if it's forgotten, they'll get away with it. It's not going to be forgotten. God, it's in God's hands. And if God is going to remember remember all the hurts that's been done to you, then you can stop rehearsing in your mind what all's happened. I give it to you, God. Jesus understands abuse. He was abused. And I would encourage you to do what Jesus did. It says in 1 Peter 2, when Jesus suffered, he did not threaten to get even. He left his case in the hands of God. We've gone over this in the past. Jesus had six wounds at the cross or before he died. He had the crown of thorns. He had the wound in his head. He had his beard ripped out. He had the wounds in his face. He had his back wounded from all the whipping that he got. His hands were wounded from the nails. His feet were wounded from the nails. And his body was pierced by the sword. But the deepest wound that Jesus experienced was the hidden wounds because he knew betrayal. He knew abuse. He knew rejection. He knew hatred. How many of you, I, don't, don't raise your hand, but have had surgery or you've had a broken arm or, you know, you've, you've been injured that's healed. Yet you never think about that. Think about these physical wounds that you never think about. But these deep wounds you think about all the time. Jesus knew these wounds. He knew that he could blow them all away in an instant, yet he didn't. What did he say? He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Why should I forgive those that hurt me? Number one, God's forgiven me. That's why I should forgive those that have hurt me, because God's forgiven me. Number two, because I'm going to need more forgiveness in the future. And number three, it's the only way to get well. Do you see, I'm the beneficiary. 
Me. There's no other way. Hebrews 12, 15 as I close. Uh-oh. Was that my last one? There we go. About to get nervous. A bitter spirit is not only bad in itself, but it can also poison the lives of many others. You know, when you get bitter, you hurt all kinds of other innocent people. And you perpetuate the pain because you don't release that person who offended you. You wind up resembling them. What do I mean? Maybe you've said, I'll never be like my dad. And you focus on what you don't want. Catch this. What you resist persists. What you resist persists. Did you know that bitterness and unforgiveness can be passed down generationally? How many here are mad at a situation because you picked it up from your parents? How many here can say your kids are mad at a situation because they picked it up from you? I don't want a bitter spirit to be in me that I pass off to my children. Again, it doesn't mean that those that have hurt you isn't real. It is real. But it's for my benefit and for my entire household that I do this. It is totally for me. Is that selfish? No. God, God, God gave it to me. When God gives, when, 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 when daddy gives a child a present, is that selfish of the kid to receive it? No. They didn't ask for it. They didn't know they were getting it. Here, I'm going to bless you. Well, I'm being selfish because I'm taking the present. No. Daddy's provided. It would be wrong to reject it. So why not receive the blessing of forgiveness? When you come to forgive, you are coming for a blessing. Do you want to be blessed? Forgive. You are coming directly to the blesser. When you forgive. Now that will preach. Maybe you don't respond. It's up to you. I can't speak some blessing and just say in the name of Jesus, bring forgiveness over this body. I could speak that, but it's up to you. God's given you a free will. I do speak the spirit of forgiveness to be to fall in this place. What does that do when the spirit of God moves? It causes you to move. You have to move. Father, in the name of Jesus, let the spirit of forgiveness fall in this church. Now let us not play games, and I I can feel it. I can feel it. I can feel God trying to move in you right now. Now it's up to you. Will you move? God is looking for you to call him down. I don't mean in a negative fashion. I mean, I'm ready for you to move. God, come into my life and change me. Holy Spirit, fill this place and let us obey and let us move in your love and in your power. Right now. Right now. Right now, let us release. Lord, I can feel you. 
I can feel you saying, yes, come to me right now and let this go. Right where you sit right now, release that person that's hurt you. Release that person. I need some music. I want a little bit of volume in here so that you can do it audibly and that no one else hears you. You can just say it to yourself, but it needs to come out of your mouth. And you know what? Just under your breath, Father, I just I forgive. I forgive John Doe. Lord, I don't want to forgive him, but Lord, you're calling me right now to forgive him. And Lord, they've really hurt me, but I forgive them. You just keep speaking, I forgive, I forgive. And you know what? You're going to get to your car and you're going to think, oh, I don't want to forgive. And then you just say it again. Yes, Lord, I forgive. Now bless me, Lord, because I'm trying to forgive. Bless me, Lord. Church, I just ask you right now, that's up to you to forgive that person. You know what? That, that parent or that person may even be dead and you've not forgiven them. That person is still causing you pain from the grave. Forgive them right now. It's not saying what they did to you is okay. It's saying, I love you, Lord, and I'm going to obey you. I have an opportunity today to obey your word. But God, I've tried to forgive them before and it's just not taken. It's okay. Do it again. Forgive them again. I would encourage you, if, if everybody would stand, we're going to sing a song. And can I put something in your hand? Can I ask you if, if you need to forgive... We've done this before. Grab a hymnal in the in the pew and bring it up here and lay it on the altar. And once we once that has been placed up here, it's never to be picked back up again. You're going to try to pick it up and you're just going to have to give it back up. But let this be a step of faith that you're going to take this thing, this tangible thing, and lay it down and say, God, I forgive. God, I forgive. Because I need you to forgive me. Because I need forgiven. And I don't want to hurt anymore. Thank you, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just ask that that your spirit would move over this body. And that we would not be a game player, Lord, but that we would get right with you right now, Lord. And that those names that are down deep in us would just come to our spirit right now, come into our mind, and that we would start the process of forgiving. Help us to forgive. Lord, you're going to change our life when we start learning to forgive. I just ask you to move right now. Let us step out in faith, knowing that you're going to rescue us when we step out. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's sing.